On Point with Craig's Investment Partners. The information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice. It doesn't take into account your financial situation, objectives, goals, or risk tolerance. All investments are subject to risks and none are guaranteed. So before you make any investment decisions, we recommend you contact an investment advisor. For more information about our services in that regard, you can go to our website, which is craigsip.com. Welcome to On Point. I'm Mark Lister, Investment Director at Craig's Investment Partners, and I'll be talking about a range of topics, including economics, portfolio strategy, investor education, and anything else that's happening out there in financial markets. Hi team, I wanted to talk today about why high share prices can still mean good value. Now I'll touch on share splits as well because that topic plays into this bigger picture one and I'm conscious we've got the Walmart share split coming up which I know uh, is something a lot of people are talking about. That's a very well-owned company in the US but my main point here is that some investors balk when they see a high share price but they shouldn't because a company's share price tells us absolutely nothing about whether it's cheap or expensive. And if anything, a high share price can often be a sign of a strong track record and an indication that we should be investing in that particular company rather than running away from it. So if we look at the New Zealand share market, and I ranked all the stocks on our market from the highest share price to the lowest, Main Freight is at the top. It's got a share price of about $65. Uh, this was yesterday when I did it, so these prices will change. But when I ran these numbers, Main Freight was sitting at $65. After that, there was really only a handful that were in double digits. EBOS was about $35. Fisher & Paykel Healthcare, a little above $20. Infratil and Somerset, about $10. Those are all great businesses, by the way. If zero was still listed here in New Zealand, it's on the Australian market now, so it trades in Australian dollars. But if you convert its share price to New Zealand dollars and pretend that it's still here, then it would be around the $120 mark. So those are all the more expensive shares on the New Zealand market in the sense that their share prices are the highest. Remember, price and value are two different things. So when I say expensive, I don't mean bad value. I just mean their prices are in literal or nominal terms, the highest. At the other end of the spectrum, there are dozens of companies on our share market with very low share prices, $1, $2 or even less. And half of the top 50 are below $4, which is quite low compared to those first few that I mentioned. Now, in larger markets around the world, the United States or elsewhere, it's very common for shares to trade at much higher prices than we are accustomed to here in New Zealand. Even across the Tasman, you see much higher prices, whether it's BHP or Commonwealth Bank or Rio Tinto and so forth. And that is especially the case for businesses that have a long history of success. If you look at the US market and we look at the Dow Jones Index, which is a very famous index, been around for a long time. 30 companies are in the Dow Jones Index, a lot of them household names, and the average share price is about 170 US dollars. So Microsoft shares are trading at more than US $250, McDonald's shares at about 
$260 a piece, uh, Johnson & Johnson over $150, and the list goes on. And it's a real mistake for investors to favour companies that have lower share prices and shy away from those that trade at higher levels because the share price of a company only tells you if it's good value or not if you compare it to the share of earnings, profits, and dividends that you're getting for each share. So think about two fictional companies, and for argument's sake, let's say they've got similar growth prospects and, and so forth. One's got a share price of a dollar, one's got a share price of $50. So on the face of it, some people might look at those two examples and say, well, the first one's a lot cheaper than the second, isn't it? One of them only costs a dollar and the other's $50. Geez, that one's expensive. We'll stay away from that one. But then consider the fact that this fictional $1 share entitles the owner to $0.05 cents of annual profits per share. So that's that's your share of the the pie of annual profits, $0.05, cents, and you're paying a dollar for it. Now, each share in the $50 company entitles the owner to $5.00 of profits. Now, if you look at the ratio of share price to your share of profits or earnings, and this is a very simplistic example, uh, what you will see is that the $50 company is actually much better value because in terms of what you get for each slice of the pie, that one is giving you more bang for buck. So that's something we've got to think about really carefully. Uh, it, it's Imagine a pizza and you're cutting it up into a range of slices. If you cut it up into more slices and make them smaller, yes, you will make the share price lower, but it will also mean that your share of the, the revenue, the profits, the dividends, the earnings is also smaller. So you've won on the one hand and lost on the other. It's sort of an illusion to think that a lower share price is better value. It only makes sense to use that sort of logic. Well, it doesn't make sense at all, to be honest. What you need to be doing is comparing what you're getting for each share in the company and comparing that to the share price. Don't just look at it uh, on the face of it and make those sorts of deductions. Now, it's not uncommon for smaller, less sophisticated investors to have an ingrained aversion to high share prices. And sometimes that is because people don't understand those nuances. Maybe they're new to share investing and maybe they don't understand how they should be thinking about things. But even amongst more sophisticated investors or more experienced investors, I still see it. I still see people looking at Microsoft or some of those other stocks that trade at higher prices and being a little bit cautious of them. So maybe it's just something that we can't help doing. Maybe it's a bit of a psychological issue or a, a behavioural issue that we need to get past. I think that's why many companies around the world have conducted share splits over the years. They've done that and they do that in the hope of creating additional liquidity and ensuring that the shares remain attractive to this group that is a little bit wary of uh, higher share prices. Now, Google did this in 2014 and 2022. They did share splits. They've done those two. Uh, Tesla did a share split in 2020 uh, and again in 2022. And like I said at the start, US retail heavyweight is set to do the same. They're doing a three for one share split scheduled for this coming Monday. So what that means is that each Walmart share, each existing share, will be automatically split into three. So if you own 10 Walmart shares today, 
and they're trading about $170 each at the moment, then after the share split on Monday, you won't have 10 anymore, you'll have 30 because they've been split into three. So 10 times three equals 30. So you'll have three times as many shares as you had before the split. However, the share price should adjust as well. It should be roughly a third of its previous price. So instead of being $170, it will fall and should in theory be about $57. So Walmart investors don't need to panic if they see that fall in the share price. Uh, they also don't need to get too excited that they've got more shares than they had before because one will offset the other. Yes, you'll have three times more shares than you had before, but the value of those shares uh, will be a third of what it was before. So in, in total, the value of your holding won't have changed at all in theory, all other things being equal. All Walmart's doing is it's cutting up the pie differently and uh, giving you sort of a different amount of slices or the pizza. Maybe that's a, I prefer pizza to pie, so we'll use that example. But the, the whole pizza is still the same size. So it doesn't matter how you cut it up and how you distribute it, whether you're getting one half of a pizza or whether you're cutting it into 10 slices and giving someone five, that's the same. So no better off, no worse off. This will be the 10th share split we've seen from Walmart. So they've done it quite a few times. Remember, they've been around a very long time. Uh, they did their first one in 1975 uh, and they, they lasted it before Monday's one in 1999. So they've done a few uh, and on most of those nine occasions, the share price did perform quite well in the immediate aftermath. It did go up uh, right afterwards. Now, share splits, share prices, the way you cut up that pizza or pie uh, doesn't really have any impact on the fundamental value of a company. It doesn't help its growth prospects. It doesn't hinder its growth prospects. It doesn't make it any easier for it to succeed or fail. But I guess one of the reasons we have seen the share price go up uh, more often than not after those nine share splits is because it's true. People do like the look of a slightly lower share price. They do perceive it as better value and maybe it's more attainable for people. You know, in the modern world where there's lots of platforms and providers that offer fractional investing, you know, in New Zealand, you've got Sharesies and others, Craig's Investment Partners. Uh, we've been doing that since the 1990s. So in fact, we were the first to sort of uh, come to the market with that sort of innovation. And we still do that through our, our start portfolios. So, you know, no one needs to sort of buy a whole share. It's very easy to buy those parts of shares. So it's not a stumbling block um, as much as people might think. However, that psychology does sometimes point us towards those lower prices and away from those higher ones. So we'll wait and see how Walmart goes after Monday in the wake of its 10th share split in history. We've seen that in New Zealand too. We've seen higher profile companies, uh, Port of Tauranga, Ryman Healthcare, Fisher and Paykel Healthcare, all of those businesses have done similar things over the years. We've seen share splits from, I think the Port did one in 2016. I think uh, Ryman maybe did one in about 07. Fisher and Paykel, maybe two decades ago, uh, they did one. And investors seem to like those, uh, although they probably shouldn't. You know, they don't really change anything. Five $20 notes aren't worth any more than a single $100 note. So if someone offers you to swap five 20s for a 100, you're not any better off, are you? You know, your combined slice of the total profits uh, isn't any bigger 
than it was before when you have these share splits. But still, uh, they happen, and uh, if they didn't happen, some of these companies would be trading at very, very high levels. Ryman and the Port would be trading at around $30. Uh, Fish and Bible Healthcare shares would be over $100 if they'd never done that split. Google shares, I think, would be almost $6,000 each if they hadn't done those share splits, and Tesla would be trading pretty close to... Um, $3,000 I think so that's that's really interesting and some of those prices are starting to look very high however none of them would be any more expensive than they are today in terms of the value you get as a potential investor. Interestingly Main Freight which is the company on our share market that has the highest share price by some margin it's never shown much interest at all in following suit and splitting its shares, despite having the highest uh, price on the market, and that's been the case for some years now, $65 odd, it got up to almost $100, and it's well above uh, the next one, which is, as I said at the beginning, EBOS, which is $30 odd, $35 odd. I, I really respect that. I like that view that Main Freight has taken, because for me, a high share price is a badge of honour that you should proudly wear and celebrate. You know, it reflects decades of consistent success. So I, I think that's cool that they've got no interest in doing a share split. And geez, uh, good on them. You know, take it to $100, then $200 and be proud of that. In summary, look, I don't think anyone should be put off by high share prices. Prices and value are two different things. And at the same time, don't be fooled by the illusion of good value that can come from a low price. You know, there's, uh, there's lots of companies that have a very low share price, but they're a bad deal. They're not a bargain at all. And there's loads of companies that actually trade at much higher share prices. Some of the ones I've mentioned today and plenty of others out there too. And some of those businesses are the the best ones out there, uh, and they're also very good value in terms of what you get for that share price. So you, you've got to dig a little deeper, talk to an expert if you need to, and you've got to consider each investment on its merits. If you just go out there and chase uh, the bargain basement stocks and, and follow those ones at the bottom end of the pack with the very low share prices, you're not going to have a particularly good portfolio. You've got to think more carefully about these things. Some of the best opportunities out there are the ones that might look more expensive on the face of it. All right, thanks for listening, team. We'll talk again soon. For more insights, visit craigsip.com.